Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Nullspoke Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Cats and kittens. <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. You're supposed this is... to do it straight face. Okay. Hi there, cats and kittens. <laughs> you did it better than I what did. What else did she say? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the rights to his song in a little bit. We'll oh, the all the songs. Yeah. So this is Claire, not Carol. By the way, um, I just want to say I am sitting here on a Sunday afternoon in a shirt that I've spilled gumbo from my lunch on my hair is up I I don't even know what day it is right now but um no it's Sunday we are in the middle of continuing out this quarantining self-isolating social distancing uh pandemic thing and Kelly and I are back for another episode today we really have a lot to talk about um we brainstormed I think about seven or eight topics we'll see how many we get through um, but we wanted to come check in with you, not only for our own mental health, well-being, but also for yours. So, Kelly, how are you doing right now? Let's do our scale of one to ten. One, one to being ten. okay, ten not so good. Um, today I'm gonna say like a three. I think I'm getting into the right now. My wave, my state right at present is um kind of acceptance like i've heard a lot of people talk about this as like the stages of mm-hmm. grief you know yeah. and so i feel like right now i'm like okay we're finding a rhythm i mean is it comfortable no am i stressed out yes but i'm i'm starting to learn you know what kind of information i need to be uh cognizant of you know like not taking in too much if i'm starting to learn my red flags my triggers like okay put the phone down mm-hmm. uh get outside get some sunshine so um i i think that actually has been really helpful we've been outside a lot the weather's been beautiful um and that's that's been helping so yeah i'm going to say like a 3 what yeah, about you i would say the same thing mm-hmm. um probably about a 2 or a 3 like i i'm having days where it's much higher and much I'm feeling much more anxious, but by and large, I think like you, I'm finding those predictable rhythms and the things that I can say are definitely contributing to peace and calm and um, just, you know, trust that this is all going to last for a little while longer, but that we are going to make it, we're going to make it okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where we are on that. We also wanted to share some of like impulse purchases maybe that we've both been uh, guilty of buying. And then we want to talk a little bit about groceries and like measures we're taking to um, stay safe and protect ourselves and our families. We wanted to definitely talk about Tiger King. And then we wanted to share uh, some listening, reading and watching recommendations. And then we have kind of like a hot topic we want to end with about the way Mm, we've seen mm -hmm. a particular influencer, um, reacting to the COVID-19. So Kelly, let's start with impulse purchases. Okay. Have you been shopping? Not at all. Yes, of course I've been shopping. I've been buying everything Amazon will let me have. (laughs) Okay. Before, but before you tell me what, before you tell me what you've bought, tell me what your motivations have been. Has it been just to just like distract yourself? Has it been like, you feel like you're feeling Mm. a need of something like, you know us, we got to get to the heart of why, I think so. It's, tell me that, and then tell me what. 
I think it's just being prepared. I don't know. But none of the things that I've been buying have necessarily, they've been luxuries for sure. They're not like, you know, it's not toilet paper, I'm not buying toilet paper. Um, I, I think I'm bored. I think alcohol is typically involved also. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. when the mailman brought the la- this box the other week, my neighbor was walking by. We were like, you know, six feet away. It was on my my yard, my front yard. She was walking down the street and the mailman comes up with this huge box. And I was like kind of embarrassed. I'm like, Oh, God. He was like, it's heavy. You want me to get it on the porch for you? I was like, no, you can leave it there or whatever. It's just like, what did you buy? And as he's walking away, I just kind of nonchalantly was like, I got drunk and ordered a pressure washer. <laughs> she just died laughing. And he's walking off just shaking his head. I was like, sorry, Joe. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know the postal workers so, and the UPS and FedEx people are like all of getting it. a lot of real insight to people's yeah. true selves. So uh, motivation is kind of hard to determine on that one. I'm not real sure. But tell everybody like, about your other purchase. your other purchase. Okay, so my other purchase, I have been wanting an actual bicycle, not uh, one that goes nowhere, and um, just could never like bring myself to to make to spend the money. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll find one on you know marketplace or something for cheap. And the kids have just been so good, and I'm like, okay, I need to get them outside. I would love to ride around with them, but I can't just let them go. Like I, I need to be with them. So I finally just kind of got to a point the other day where I was stressed out and like I need something to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went to the bike shop and walked out with a bike that I won't name the price of. Cause my husband might listen to this, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? This is going to be a mental health purchase. We have gone on bike rides every day since I got nice. it. It's a fun little cruiser. It's got a basket. We have a general store at the corner and I'm able to go and buy, you know, sundries and supplies and wine or whatever I need. Um, we took a picnic down to this one little field, the other day, like any little errands that I can run within, you know, two miles, post office, whatever, we've been taking the bikes and it's been great because there's not a lot of traffic right now because, yeah. you know, people are supposed to be home anyway. So I thought that was a good purchase. Um, yeah. So and you have a be, brilliant one. I have a good one, but I want to ask you another follow one. Do you feel like you're even just not maybe going to like a field for a picnic, but going to that general store, do you feel like you're breaking the rules or do you feel like you're like tempting fate by being even Mm. that much in public? We think about it. So it's a, it's, it's definitely a risk assessment every time, right? Like if there are people in the store, I try not to go. Um, I can also call ahead and like ask them to bring my stuff out if I really wanted to. Um, but the past few times we've been, there are, there's no one there. There's a huge counter separating the, the ladies that work there in the public, um, there's just, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of traffic, which kind of breaks my heart too, because we're seeing right. local businesses around here close down left and right, which is yeah. just killing me. So I'm trying to still support them and make sure that they stay afloat because it is one of my staples. But, um, we leave the kids outside. Like I don't, it's just one of us that goes in. Right. I don't touch the door handle, you know, like I'm trying to be, I don't touch anything yeah. while I'm in there. So, uh, you know, keep your yeah. bubble and make sure that you're not, I don't know. I'm also not like posting about going to the general store either. Like I'm not, usually I'll like take a, take a photo and whatever, but, um, I want to make sure that I'm not spreading bad habits to people too. It's spreading, spreading habits or viruses. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I actually have a couple of impulse purchases and I only told you about one of them before I'll start with that one. Um, we have horrible drinking water or really horrible anything water here at Fort Polk. Um, people joke all the time about how it's like an Aaron Brockovich situation, probably down the road for most people. And, um, 
I should have made this purchase when we got here um, because every single week I'm buying anywhere from eight to 10 gallon, like gallon jugs of water for our family, for our drinking water. But during COVID-19, I have finally bit the bullet and I bought a Berkey water filter and I cannot wait for it to arrive. Um, I no longer will be having to transport water from the commissary or Robert at Walmart who usually pulls my groceries will not be having to, to pull, you know, eight and 10 gallons of water and load those into my car. But honestly, we've had a real shortage of even being able to get that, um, in the last three Mm. weeks. So that was really what prompted it and motivated it, motivated me for it. Um, and I guess in my mind, because that is such a necessity, it didn't feel like, I mean, it feels extravagant because those are pricey, but it didn't feel like, I don't know, just like a impulse buy. It felt like, no, oh, this is necessary. <laughs> so I felt like that about the bike. I felt yeah. like it was something that's kind of in the back of my, like it's on my desk to buy, like on my table of things that I want and just mm-hmm. never could rationalize it. And you've got the, per- and I told, I told you earlier, like, I'm kind of mad that you even said that. Cause I had wanted one of those a long time ago and forgotten about it. So now it's going to be you're on gonna my, like in my time. cart for the next, you know, three months while I consider whether or not it's a good purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that. here's, here's the other one. And this is like a huge shocker for me. And this, was like days of conversations, but, um, our kids are all at an age where they enjoy being on, um, like video gaming with their friends. And because of Mm -hmm. we're just in a kind of socially isolated place anyway, like that's been one of their things they do for fun in the evenings. And our daughters both have Nintendo switches, but they've had them for a while, really since they came out and they are glitching and drifting. And anyway, they both made this big case to get Xboxes and, (laughs) we were like, yeah, well, you can't, when you have two daughters, two years apart, you can't just buy one for one daughter because you basically have to have, you each have to have your own to play the games they like to play. It's not like Mario Bros from the old days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like a give a mouse a cookie. If they have an Xbox, they also are going to need a TV. And in almost 20 years of marriage, we have never had TVs in our bedroom as a married couple. We have never allowed our kids to have TVs in their bedrooms. But we do not have the space to accommodate these Xboxes and TVs in the living areas. And like we we took a few days to sleep on it, but we ultimately decided to go ahead and get the Xbox and TV combos for our daughters. And here's why this is so it was so out of character for me. And I almost even feel like a little ashamed sharing about it. And I don't know why, but like Hmm. we never splurge on stuff like that for our kids. Like never it's birthday and Christmas. And then they have their own money. Um, Our kids have never given us reason to not trust them or not think that they are worthy of having the responsibility. And it's like Ryan said, at the end of the day, we are still their parents. We still make the rules. We put boundaries in place. And the minute we see that, you know, they're not following them or it's not going, you know, in a positive direction, we can pull it back. Um, so we went for it. And I, I told him, I was like, it just feels really weird to make a decision like this based on a pandemic and a virus. But I think that's why we made the decision. This is uncharted territory. We don't know how long we're going to be stuck at home. We don't know how long our move may be prolonged. So yeah, yeah it's good for their mental health to be able to stay in touch with their friends that way. So So I actually, so on that vein, I had kept Reese off my son. I'd kept him off of the Xbox Live for the longest time. Because I'm like, I don't know how to do it. 
Right. I don't know who, how to set the permissions. I don't want randos talking to you. Like he's in second grade, you know, like, and I don't know how I feel about like the Fortnite like games yet. I mean, watch right. next week. I'll tell you like, oh my God, I love Fortnite because everything is shifting right now. <laughs> so I'm not going to get on a parenting high horse at you at all because I'm probably right there with you. But so like, yeah, I finally signed him up so he could play with his cousins in Charleston. Um, they can play Minecraft together. We still haven't quite figured it out, but I'm like no, he needs that connection. And I'm realizing like, I'm getting it because I'm able to pick up my phone and call whoever I want. Right. But the kids are relying on me to set those connections up for them. Um, so yeah, mama, I think you're doing a great, that's great. I think, and don't, don't not trust them. Like give them yeah. the opportunity to screw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They won't. Your kids are amazing. They'll, they'll well, do great. I don't know. Like I still just feel like, I don't know, like we just never do stuff like that. But then uh, I don't know. We just yeah. were like, you know what? Like the, the Berkey might've been more of a panic buy, but this was more of like a guilt feeling like any social contact our kids had just got shut down Yeah, and you know, YOLO. <laughs> Hi, Claire and Kelly. It's Jocelyn from Fort Bragg. Um, as an Enneagram 9 and a nurse, you can only imagine our current situation has really disrupted my need for peace and harmony and just the ability to bring you know peace of mind to those around me. I never have really known myself to be an anxious person, but these past few weeks have been quite stressful. And in stress, I tend to lean on my six with so much worry and anxiety. Um, we have both family and friends in Italy, which, had, which was one of our last duty stations. Um, and my heart just aches for them. And all I can do is take their advice and be vigilant and stay home. And hopefully we can save lives here in our own country. This past week, my husband and I have been kind of rotating our schedules so we can be home with our kids, but working from home and navigating this new added challenge of homeschooling just is not working out well, to be completely honest. Um, we've just found ourselves like really frustrated and angry over simple things, um, and we just haven't been super productive. But trying not to beat myself up over it and, you know, with friends and advice from people like you guys, um, I know we're going to power through it and just hope to set maybe a better schedule for the coming weeks and just finding a new rhythm um, in this time of high stress. And we're trying to just find simple joys and being outside with our kids and riding our bikes together, um, which we did this weekend. And it's something we really haven't done in a long time, just as a family. Um, we've also connected more in the past few weeks with our family and friends, which is really eye-opening that just this collective pause in our world, we can um, reveal what's like truly important. And I just want to thank you guys. Um, I love listening. You make me laugh, cry, contemplate. Um, you guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Um, humanity really needs more positive energy from you guys right now. Be well, everyone. We wanted to talk a little bit just about food supply, um, how we are planning, prepping. Are we overbuying, underbuying? Like what's motivating that? And then... Um, just kind of talk through those scenarios and also like maintaining safety with obtaining yeah. 
So oh, this sweet little guy was walking down the street today. He lives in the there's a senior citizen sort of uh, residence place. I don't know what you call it. It's not a nursing home. It's not assisted living even. It's like condos for elderly yeah. folks at the top of our street. A retirement he, community. There we go. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, so he was walking and he's so bored. And I feel so bad for people, especially if they live alone. Like it's lonely. Mm. I mean, I've only got yeah. the kids to talk to, but still like they're something. Um, so I stopped and talked. Well, he stopped and talked to me for quite a while. It gave me his whole military background, you know, the whole spiel. Sweet. But um, he was asking me about food. And I said something about getting takeout. And he, he like legit asked me, he was like, do you think that that's safe? I was like, I don't, I don't know, but I'll tell you what I do. Like, this is what I feel like I'm, I'm doing this well for our family. And so far we're doing okay. You know, it's, first of all, people are preparing the food with the same level of safety, probably if not more so now, um, because they're desperate for the business and they want to maintain their customers and want to maintain their health and safety ratings. So if they had a high grade before all this, they're probably going to maintain that (laughs) throughout it. Right. I wouldn't order from places that were questionable to start with. Um, that would probably not be a good way to go, but I know the local places that I frequent, um, they're cooking as if they're cooking for their own family. So I know that I trust that. Um, as far as like the actual food coming into the house, I've read several different things and please y'all don't take this as science or, or gospel, but it's my feeling that the virus transmitting via food is low. Um, it's more of a respiratory thing. So you've got, you're more at risk when you try to like exchange money with a person at the counter, or if they are dropping it off for you, you need to let them just leave it at the porch and walk back to their car. Right. Like as rude as that seems, you can tip them on Instacart or on Grubhub. You know, you don't have to like physically talk to them or shake hands or anything like that. So I feel in that way, um, that's pretty safe. So the answer to my, to that question for me is I have not been ordering a ton of food, uh, at the grocery store or Instacarting or getting a ton of groceries because I've been ordering so much takeout from my local friends who have businesses. And literally broke my heart last week. My favorite little barbecue place shut down. Um, so I ordered four meals. Like I ordered like as much barbecue as they'd give me. I got brisket for three days. Like literally I'm just like, please, please, please come back when this is over. Like, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking because I don't know. I don't know if they will. It's so indefinite. Uh, one of the employees there, I was speaking to her afterwards, like in the parking lot and she's like, desperate. She's like, I don't, I'm losing my house. Like she's going to get kicked out of her apartment. She's thinking about relocating somewhere. And they were like at the apex of their success right before this all started. You know what I mean? Like they were like the coolest little place. And anyway, it's just heartbreaking. So all of our food lately has been from restaurants. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like checking in on all my plate, my favorites. Like, are y'all good? How much food can I order right now? (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I applaud that level of, um, thoughtfulness toward like your community. And we, we have very few places that do delivery of any kind, mm, no groceries, yeah. no restaurants. Yeah. There's like one pe- one or two pizza places. And we did, Ryan insisted Friday night that we patronize the, the local pizza restaurant that we love. And we gave a great tip and did all of that. But like, I think my, where like you and Ryan are erring on the side of like, let's help the business. I'm way erring on the side of like, probably bordering into like OCD territory of like, Mm. should we lice all the pizza before we eat it? Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I think that's like, even with grocery pickup today, Ryan brought home an order and 
I'm like washing my hands, wiping the door handles, wiping, literally took a Lysol wipe to all of the food. Like I Lysol wiped cardboard boxes, like cereal and popcorn boxes. I don't think it can live. I know, I know, but like, um, don't waste your Lysol wipes though. (laughs) How far is too far? And that's what I'm trying to decide. And like, Uh, and I guess for I me, I'm just feeling this protection of like, well, if I don't leave and if I don't encounter anyone one-on-one, yeah. then, um, and like I took a walk in my neighborhood yesterday and there was a family in their yard, no lie, probably 10 or 15 yards from me. I held my breath when I walked <laughs> past them. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. Fair. I'm not kidding. I know there have got to okay. be other people listening that yeah. have this same, yeah. like I, I keep telling you, I'm like, I was on the verge yeah. before this with a lot of like phobias. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was. And it's oh. really like escalating that for me. Yeah. And so yeah. he's been a good balance because he is so rational and level headed. And he's like, look, like we're doing all we can. We don't need to obsess. Right. You know, if we get yeah. it, we get it. Most people recover, like be, yeah. you know, calm down. <laughs> yeah. It's more about like getting it and not spreading it. Right. Like versus yeah. like it shouldn't. Yeah. For, for us. And I say that not lightly. Cause I know people, ugh, anyway, it's, it's hard. I hear you. I, there's only so much that I, so much anxiety that I can even physically hold on to before yeah. I go into hibernation, which, Oh, is another coping mechanism of my, of mine. You guys you are welcome to take this. It's called a stress nap. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so any, especially Enneagram fives, maybe nines too, uh, you will find this practice lovely and life preserving. It's, I get to a point where I want to start like Lysoling, you know, the, the, the light bulbs in our house kind of thing. And I'll just put myself to sleep. <laughs> I can usually wow. wake up a little balanced, a little more even keeled, um, a little rest. I'm going to have to start it, practicing this. What it does. Well, what it does, honestly, for me, it's like whenever there's too much bouncing around in my head, there's just too much. There's too many things and I haven't had the appropriate time to process. Like I need a lot of time to process stuff. And You have to power come, down physically. I do. And, and it's a way of like rebooting your system. So when you're asleep, this is what dreams are, right? Dreams are actually your brain categorizing and storing your memories, your experiences into yeah. like rational folders in your brain, which is why your dreams are bonkers all the time. And I've mm-hmm. actually heard that people like me have really bizarre dreams. Like Andrew doesn't have weird dreams. I'm the one that like he always laughs at me. He's like, you are your brain is a scary place. I'm like, I know. So like I can take a nap and I feel like it lets me kind of release the obligation to figure all the things out that are in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I just trust that my brain will do it all on its own. While yeah. I'm asleep. And I some oftentimes feel like I've at least let go of some of the stress, um, without having to have like come up with all the answers. Yeah. Right. So do you need to lice all the cereal boxes? Uh, like all that kind of stuff. I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to leave the groceries on the porch for a few hours <laughs> and let maybe not the cold stuff, but you know what I mean? Like I've seen where people are leaving their Amazon in the garage for two or three days, which mm-hmm. I, I think that's a little extreme. Um, I don't know scientifically if you need to do that or not, or if it's even helpful. I don't think many people do know we're all kind of operating under this like abundance of precaution just because of all of the unknowns. And I but, think that as an Enneagram six, my whole life is out of an abundance of caution. Yeah, <laughs> no. So I'm just, this is ratcheted that up by like 10 levels into your dreams comment. So I don't normally remember my dreams in the next, like the next day, but I have had some very weird dreams just since all of this started. And I have made it clear on multiple episodes of this 
podcast that I do not drink even a sip of alcohol. And in one of mm-hmm. my dreams, I was drunk. <laughs> like, like, were you I with c- me? <laughs> no, it was very weird. Like I was, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I would never allow myself to come out of it. The, the drunkenness, like I just continued to like weird. stay that way. And I thought, you know, I've heard oh, before weird. that dreams are either what you want the most or what you fear the most. <laughs> and I couldn't really quite put a, uh, you know, put a label on that dream. But Yikes. I think it, I mean, it had to have been related to, Maybe it was the desire to like numb my feelings or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I won't psychologize that too much, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ease up on the Lysol wipes if you can, just because, A, you don't want to wait. I can't find Lysol wipes. Kelly, you know I have a whole stash of them. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just like not going anywhere. But I did kind of panic when I went to the bike shop the other day and it's before they close. We're on stay at home order starting Monday. And to be clear, I've only left my house twice in like three weeks. So I'm not flaunting or saying like, yeah, I go to the bike shop. I did not go to Target to go to the bike shop or to get a bike. Um, There were two other customers in the whole building and I had them get me like hand sandy wipes before I even touched any of the bicycles, you know, like I was like, and I even told them, I was like, I don't know what I have. Like, I don't know if I'm spreading germs for y'all. And then the guy who was working there told me like, oh yeah, my wife is type one. And we thought my kid was sick this week. Like, so everybody's living on the same level of fear. Right. So like, but still I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm kind of putting it on me and like the kids, when they see somebody, I'm like screaming at the kids kind of fun. Like my sister and I were talking about this. Like, how do you how do you deal with other people who aren't taking it, it yeah. to the level that we are, right? So, like, kids want to come play or grownups get too close. Like, I had somebody reach their hand out to shake my hand the other day. I was like, mm-mm. Why are we – why did you just put me in that position to tell you yeah. no? Like, why don't you know what's going on? Like, I'm not going to touch your hand. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But I, like, tell my kids, like, hey, remember, like, six – give them space. Give them six feet of personal mm-hmm. space. Don't get near them. I see what and you're doing. Hopefully – you see – yeah, like, to signal, like, hey, we're, like, no, get out of our bubble. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know. And But really, the the only solve there is to just not be around people, not to be in a situation where someone else could compromise your bubble because you don't know who is going to abide by the same – that's where I've been. Like yeah. I've hardly, like I've driven in my car and not gotten out, like just to get out of our mm-hmm. physical home. Yeah. But I keep telling myself, as long as I am not around people, then that's like a self-preservation method. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Let me ask you this rapid fire. I'm going to ask you and I'll answer three things that you feel like are hard to come by that if you had a magic fairy that could deliver them to your front porch tonight, what would you, what would your top three items that have been hard to buy or hard to procure over the last two weeks? Um, ground beef. Uh, for some reason, ground beef and chicken Mm -hmm. seem a little more scarce, but I have a solution for that. I found a local farmer, uh, co-op kind of situation that is now going to be doing milk, eggs, meat, and produce, and they're going to deliver. So once again, shout out to local farmers and local like CSAs and things like that. So if you don't know of any in your area, Claire, I'm sorry, you probably don't have any, (laughs) but, um, that was one big ask that I made to my community this week was like, okay, tell me where I can get food that's like grown naturally. And that I could, it's like a double whammy, right? Maybe a little more expensive, but I'm happy to pay it. So, and then, uh, the third would maybe just be like, I don't know. I feel like I need more cleaning supplies. I haven't really tried to buy them. So I'm not, I don't know how scarce they really are. 
Yeah. And then maybe medicine. I haven't tried to buy medicine and I don't know what the state of my medicine cabinet really is right now. So that do you is have any medications that, kind of that people like have to have to have, or you're just talking about like no, some Benadryl and ibuprofen stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Theraflu, if we were to go down, just symptom relief kind of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. What are yours? Those are good. Um, and I'll, I'll start by saying we have all of this on hand, but it's the things that I'm finding are hard, getting harder and harder to come by. For me, it would be like staples like eggs and flour. Those are things that I'm having a hard time locating and I use mm-hmm. a lot. Like not to say I'm like this baker, but like I do do a lot of from scratch cooking and baking and my flour and eggs are running low and I'm not able to replenish uh, meats. Although, again, I have plenty. There's a variety of meats in my freezer. Yeah. Um, thank yeah. God Walmart call, called me on this one. I tried. <laughs> tried to buy a 21 pound turkey just so I could <laughs> shut up Claire you I don't did. have Thanksgiving you could hatchcock or batchcock what do you call it spatchcock <laughs> you hitchcock that turkey no, no. no I have the thought that we have a smoker and I thought well Ryan can smoke a turkey and we could eat on that for a long time I mean yeah but thank god they didn't have it in stock and I when I finally saw that they weren't going to fulfill it I was like well good for you Walmart I don't need a 21 pound turkey <laughs> way to limit way to limit Claire Wood <laughs> like come on man what are you doing but I would just say meat meat in general um yeah. and then my third probably a tie between medicine and toilet paper again we have plenty of medicines um I'd probably feel better if we had some more my son does have a peanut allergy and we have the EpiPens and Benadryl and that kind of thing but um yeah. yeah. And then this is so high maintenance, but we only buy Cottonelle toilet paper. Like we have only bought Cottonelle toilet paper for two decades. And there's one person in our house that really prizes the Cottonelle over everybody else. And I will tell you, we had to, no, it is not me. Um, I'll give you another hint. He was on a podcast episode. Oh, a few yeah, months I ago. Yeah, and as a true sacrificial act of love, now that we have like an 18 pack of angel soft, I have personally taken a roll of angel soft to our bathroom just for me so that he can have the remaining eight rolls of cotton oh. so. Wow. That's next level marriage right there. That is yeah. so funny. So you know what's funny is somebody was looking out for me because I accidentally, I had a Grove subscription, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. was not a sponsored, actually we should see if they could sponsor us. Um, I had a Grove subscription and kept ordering toilet paper, like their box of toilet paper, and I like forgot to cancel it. Like it was too oh, much. Wow. I was just getting too much, too much, too much, and I kept forgetting to cancel the subscription. So I had like six boxes of toilet paper. So probably a lot more than I will go through in several months, especially just the three of us here. And, uh, anyway, they, I'm like, thank God (laughs) for that. Now it's just kind of, it's not stockpiled because I was buying it over the course of like many months. Um, we just didn't use it. And I do not feel bad about that. (laughs) Well, and here's the weird thing is we were already into the point in our PCS under like 60 days where I was purposefully trying to use up all the surplus of food and cleaning supplies and household items. And now I'm like, oh, well, we'll just have extra. We'll give it away if and and when we do get to leave. So yeah. Hey, Claire and Kelly, this is Michelle wanting to check in. Uh, This has been a crazy time for our family. Um, So thankful, though, that my husband has a good job and he's able to work through this whole uh, COVID-19 debacle. Unfortunately, I was laid off from my job and I'm home full time with kids. 
They're out of school until the end of April, and unfortunately, the district has not provided any work for them to do, so I put on my big girl panties and decided to be a full-time homeschool mom this past Monday. I set up a routine, a schedule, came up with some things to do, and the whole week went really well. It really helped the days to go by faster and kept everyone busy and purposeful, and so it really went well. Unfortunately, this weekend, things kind of took a nosedive, and I'll admit that yesterday was probably the, the worst day I've had so far from these past two weeks. Um, Friday night, we found out that a, that a neighbor um, had been contacted, that they had been in direct contact with a co-worker who had tested positive for COVID-19. We have been, uh, been neighborly with them in the evenings, um, maintaining our social distancing space, but it just kind of freaked me out because it's kind of hit close to home. And um, my husband and I are having a disagreement about how to handle us uh, being around these neighbors. He thinks it's fine to continue to hang out and I just kind of want to stay indoors, but I'm kind of worried about like how the neighbors would respond to that or how it would look to them if we were in disagreement. We also had, I kind of got upset with him yesterday because he took off for like nine hours and went with a friend and went hiking and uh, driving around, hanging out with his friends, doing takeout, and just left me at home with the kids. And I just kind of felt a little bit resentful because I wish I could just take off without a whole day of any kind of foresight and knowledge, but I have to be stuck, the responsible mother at home to manage everything. And so just wanted to be real. I feel better today. I got up. I put some lipstick on today, which makes me feel a ton better. So that's that's a good point. And then the other thing is, is just the clutter around my house of everyone being at home has really been weighing heavily on me. So just getting some uh, cleaning done and getting things straightened and organized have really improved my outlook today. So that's how I'm doing. How long do we want to talk about Tiger King? I mean, listen, I feel like we should have like a whole nother episode to give it the I mean. respect that it deserves. <laughs> Y'all. Well, listen, we want to just tell you, if you haven't watched it yet, we will be giving you some spoilers. We're just going to talk oh, yeah, freely about it. Yep. So, if, I mean, seriously, if you haven't watched it by now, what, what have you been waiting on? You've had a whole <laughs> pandemic to like tie you to your couch. But my brother, my brother was the one who about a week ago was like, Claire, please y'all watch one, ep- just one episode, just one episode. <laughs> And of course, as with many things, you can't watch just one. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving oh like every God. 30 seconds. You're like, what? So if you haven't seen it or you maybe, maybe this is my mom listening and mom, you don't have Netflix, so you don't know what Aww. I'm talking about. The Tiger King is a seven episode documentary. Each episode's about an hour long and it investigates really three different animal activists slash tiger enthusiasts that live in They're different parts of the world, enthusiasts. big cat enthusiasts. Um, and they kind of have competing things going on with one another. And um, the main character, the main tiger King, who you find out later has gone to prison um, is one Joe exotic. <laughs> Joe exotic. <laughs> yep. And many are saying that he can be credited with saving the collective sanity of the United States by <laughs> allowing this documentary to be aired during the, the COVID-19. Oh, my God. 
you guys, it is gold. First of all, I had a personal connection to it, sort of, kind of. No kinda. way. No. Well, I mean, I live in, I grew up in South Carolina, so I'd always heard yeah. about the dude in North Myrtle Beach, like mm-hmm. crazy dude. I, you know, I didn't even know his name until the documentary. I was like, oh my god, it's the dude that has the ligers. Like that was the thing. Like he bred tigers and lions and came up with this strange breed of cat that cannot reproduce. Like it cannot. You can't have two ligers to produce another liger. You got to keep breeding lions and tigers. Anyway, bonkers, bizarre, and super expensive. So it was almost like a luxury. Like we kind of scoffed at it because we didn't we didn't want to splurge and spend the money to go to it. And the man you're talking about is named Doc Antle, A-N-T-L-E, Doc Antle. Bhagav- Bhagavad. Who runs a harem. So I thought that was the most fascinating part of this, Claire. Don't you think? Like how they each had their own little cults. Yeah, Uh, they really did. Like Joe Exotic Lord dudes in with meth and tigers. And the Doc Antle guy was like, I want all the pretty chicks and I'm going to pay to have their boobs done. And kind of scary and sad because they were young Mm and it was really questionable and suspect. And then there was some dude from Vegas that come into the that came into the picture. And then Carol and, with her flower. And freaking Carol. Yeah. Carol Baskin. That Carol Baskin. But no, my favorite was the guy from like Miami, like the like the no joke drug lord who was yeah. like Oh, you know, we totally slaughtered an ATF agent and I had to do a few years in the pen for that. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't really my fault, but you know, I was there. What are you going to do? Like they were, they talked about like cutting his head off kind of thing. And yeah. I'm like, wait, it gets then, really the, dark. The, in the documentary, <laughs> like they didn't spend any time there. They just moved right along back to Carol Baskin and her crazy. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Can we cut? Did he just say what he thought he said? Mm-hmm. Like he totally just said that. Like it was no big deal. And he was sitting there calling this other crowd crazy. Like he was <laughs> in insane it was amazing and they all have like criminal pasts and just when you think after one episode gosh this could not get any weirder it just ups the ante every single episode every single episode and if you're on any type of social media you're already seeing all the memes about carol and joe and yeah it's it's just tv brilliance at its best it honestly is so what do you think are some of your favorite moments like or maybe storyline even i don't know how to even differentiate i love what's his name travis's funeral r.i.p travis but <laughs> i think i have been to that funeral before oh. Claire. <laughs> and this is this is something that i'm a little embarrassed to admit but um these people weren't that alien to me this wasn't too out of the realm of possible like i think a lot of people on social media are reacting like this can't be real. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy, he reminds me a lot of my, so, you know, so, so from back mm-hmm. home. So anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have attended a funeral just like Travis's RIP Travis. <laughs> yes. I think another one of my favorite elements was just the fact that Joe is a man of many talents and he actually, in addition to all his tigering has a fairly successful music career. And so all throughout this series, they're sprinkling in different music videos that Joe exotic oh has done God. with like a kind of a Brooks and Dunn kind of vibe to him. Mm, sure. Yeah. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. And then of course there's a whole storyline about how there's actually a whole episode on how Carol probably killed her first husband. <laughs> Probably. Yes, she did. She fed him to her tiger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But did you catch the line where I guess Joe got bit and like drug across the cage and he was trying to blame somebody for biting or making the tiger bite him? And she's like, stuff on his shoes. No, uh, no. (laughs) 
She said the only way you could get a tiger to do that is, I don't know, maybe cover someone in sardine oil, oil or something. Yeah, sardine yeah. oil. She, yeah. And she like rolled her eyes, like stated a fact. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Carol, you've never yeah. done that, have you? Right. Well, and that was the thing I kept saying. I'm a huge, like, I love to look at people's body language and every single moment of they have captured her on film talking about her first husband, she's looking away. She's side-eyeing. She's rolling her eyes. She's long blinking. So like, I didn't catch all that. Pun intended, dead giveaway. I mean, such a dead giveaway. giveaway. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what about like near the end? Did you, what did you think about like all these other people you just kind of meet all at the end and how the one guy was actually a federal agent, but then he's also the guy riding the jet ski, you know, (laughs) that guy, he's also, he's also trying to like get in on some of the corruption and money. I was floored by the guy that he supposedly hired to kill Carol yeah. who like was like JK I'm gonna go to a strip club instead like <laughs> I'm just gonna like abandon the whole mission and like wake up in a hangover the next week and be like mm-hmm. oh my bad I forgot like yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me and like you know who my favorite like the MVP of the whole thing I think is is the producer <laughs> The Crocodile oh, yeah. Dundee, like, producer yeah, of the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because he was able to just kind of, like, sew all the pieces together. And, like, mm-hmm. his – honestly, it was brilliantly done. I loved yeah. all of the outside-the-scene captures and edits oh, that they yeah. left intact. Like, of of Doc Antle, you know, he would say, like, hey, get the shot like this. You know, like, mm-hmm. He's, like, trying to direct. And, and, like, he could just be, like, on cue. And he'd be like, no, 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 scratch that. Take again. You know, like <laughs> – well, here's the other thing. It's probably for the seven hours we get in the documentary, they had to have had just hundreds, if not thousands of hours. But here's the other thing you're, you're going to need to kind of keep in mind, especially if you have other people in the house. The language is terrible. Oof, yeah. Um, there's also <laughs> a lot of people that are just sitting around shirtless for like the yeah. whole series. Oh, a, a male. Yeah. Joe. 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 John. What's his John? Thank John. you. With his, with his, he was oh, mess mouth. Joe, Joe, Joe bought me everything I ever wanted except five <laughs> teeth that yeah. I badly needed. <laughs> yeah, well, it was amazing. That speaking of John, I believe Kelly, that's a good place to stop. Uh, Buzzfeed gave us a gift over the weekend of which Tiger King character are you quiz? And oh, yeah, Kelly, weren't you John? Was it that your? Do you have? that like where you could pull it up and read uh, your description I send that to most you sent it to me well you sent it to me through direct message oh wait it's probably i probably got it as a photo hold up let's see and i have like while you're looking cash yeah i have a um i have mine and mine was saf which is the girl who had her arm bitten off and here's the thing it's not that i didn't mind being compared to her it's just in the quiz it says if i you know, I'm like Saf, it says you just go with the flow. Restaurant closed, order takeout. Tire flat, get a new one. Tiger <laughs> Tiger ripped off my arm. I got another one. <laughs> nothing phases you. And I think that's the part. I'm definitely not a nothing phases you kind of thing. But I sent it to my brother and he was like, Listen, she's one of the more intelligent, pragmatic people right? on the show. Right? Okay, but on that note, girl got her arm ripped off by a tiger. And went back to show. work. And the there next was like week footage of it yes and then so I sent Claire this meme because it just cracked me up and there's a photo of Joe Exotic (laughs) and it's got (laughs) Joe Exotic putting on an EMS jacket when a trainer gets attacked by a tiger is the biggest flex hashtag free Joe Exotic 
hashtag Tiger King. He like yep. legit has an EMS jacket. <laughs> Yeah, like prepared for this moment for so, the um, video. So you got John Finlay. So I got John Finlay. Yep, it says you're fun-loving, dangerous, exciting kind of person. You go with the flow because, well, why wouldn't you? You're the person who knows exactly where to go for a good late night meal after a party. And he's smiling with all three, three of his, his teeth. teeth or summer teeth, as summer we would call here, them. Summer here, summer there. Yeah, summer here, summer there. Oh, meth mouth. Oh, yep. <laughs> it was great, y'all. It's great. It's great entertainment. There's no like, there's no threat to feeling like triggered by it because it is so outlandish. Like it is just like, there's no one that you could relate to that they're maybe making fun of or exploiting. Like it is just pure gold entertainment. And it is pure. It is just pure welcome distraction from everything else. And like, (laughs) even right now, I'm like, I'm happy that we're laughing. Like we have so many other heavy things going on right now that it's just good to laugh and Take a break from all the other things. Okay, well, that's going to put us um, to the last segment of this episode that we're calling, we don't know yet, but the last segment is we're going to share some of our favorite watch, read, and listen uh, recommendations. And like I said, we wanted to give Joe Exotic and Tiger King its own its own time. <laughs> so um, I don't have I don't have a watch. I just have a read and a the look, I guess it's an okay. Instagram account. I want to shout out. Okay. You go ahead. You start. Okay. So my watches, um, we love HBO. And so our new, our shows have started back up. Honestly though, I will say one of the favorite things we watch on HBO is John Oliver and he's not filming right now. And most of the late night folks have had to adapt and like veer drastically from their normal programming. But I will say Jimmy Fallon is doing a freaking phenomenal, like phenomenal job at continuing to produce content and his show. And he's doing late night from home with his kids crawling all over him and they create the art and he does Zoom interviews with celebrities. It's phenomenal. Um, So I've been really loving that. But on HBO, there's also Westworld. And I watched this series called Outsiders. Outsiders is a Stephen King adaptation. And Westworld is like this dystopic, uh, futuristic robots take over the world. And I'm just laughing at my my taste right now. (laughs) Yeah. The Stephen King one is kind of this like viral sort of... um, possession situation that happens (laughs) I don't know so I'm like okay I I should probably lighten up a little bit with something like Tiger King which is what I did yeah um yeah and then I have um I have just two quick listens um our favorite Enneagram people on the planet are now collaborating for a a podcast called the Enneagram Map Makers. Um, Chris Hewitz is hosting it and he's interviewing all of the legacy teachers. So, and it was interesting when I was listening to this um, introductory episode, he was talking about the fact that the modern like Enneagram of personality is only like 50 years old. So all of our legacy teachers are still alive. Uh, Well, most, Um, I think, oh gosh, I just saw that Oscar Ichazo passed away last week, Claire. Right. Yeah. So anyway, he's doing interviews. He's already got one live with Richard Rohr uh, and it was phenomenal. I listened to it while pressure washing today. It was great. (laughs) And then the other quick one is I listened to The Daily by New York Times. It's like a daily podcast Mm -hmm. news digest kind of um, thing. And they just did an episode for kids. Um, He did um, coronavirus for kids and they had a scientist on and they had kids call in with questions like what color is coronavirus and can my dog get coronavirus like sweet, sweet and like legitimate questions that kids have like on, you know, four year old, six year old, eight year old level 
levels and they answered them beautifully. I let the kids listen because I usually listen to it with me when I'm in the kitchen anyway. So they're like, oh, very cool. The Daily, John Barbaro or Michael Barbaro is talking to me now and um, they really enjoyed it. And I think it helped clear up uh, some of the stuff that I can't answer or didn't even know that they had questions about. So I I like both of those. Okay. Well, I have... Um, one read, and I read a really interesting book this past week called Some Kind of Crazy, and it's what drew me to it. Um, it was on our shelf at our library before it all closed, and it said, if you like the books, Hillbilly Elegy and Educated, Ooh. you would like this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Ooh. Well, I could tell quickly that it was like written from a faith perspective, and you know that didn't deter me, but I wanted to you know, give it a fair chance. And here's what's so cool about it, Kelly. The guy writing it is probably my parents' age, and it, it I don't know. It just was the right time for me to read something that combined many, many things that I have been paying attention to and loving in the last several years. He talks a lot about his faith, which is something very important to me, too. He talks about the wounds of his childhood, which for him were much more severe. I don't really have any type of abuse or anything crazy in my past, but, you know, just those things that we carry with us into adulthood. And then he talks really about how as even like an evangelical Christian, he was able to blend his faith and psychology to go back and heal those wounds. And I feel like so much of what I read is either faith without any, you know, admission that science or psychology can play a role, or you get psychology, which totally excludes faith. Mm -hmm. And this was just, um, it was just a refreshing read that kind of combined all of that together for me in a really cool way. And he now has this like framework that he helps other people kind of walk through. Um, You know, we've talked before about the holistic psychologist and her childhood wound Mm -hmm. uh, meditation. She walks you through. It's basically something very similar to that, but it's a little bit more faith inspired. So that was kind of cool. Just seeing it all, all together. And again, the book is some kind of crazy by Terry Wardle. It's on Amazon And then two things, these are not really shows, podcasts, or books, but they're two Instagram accounts that I have really loved and that have been always giving me life, but particularly serving as a distraction. Singer-songwriter Dave Barnes' Instagram is pure gold. He uses Snapchat filters, and he has created these quarantine characters, and (laughs) he's just a big goofball out of Nashville, but... um, they're really funny. My kids all like watching them. And it's just sometimes a nice little two to three minute break where we can laugh and be silly and forget all the craziness of everything going on. Mm -hmm. And then the second account that I have loved, um, her name is Elizabeth Holmes and she runs uh, an Instagram account that she does this thing called SMT. So many thoughts and she covers the Royals and she's been covering all the Mm -hmm. Harry and Meghan leaving, you know, the Royal family stuff. Um, And during COVID, she's going back and doing so many thoughts on the royal wedding from many years ago. And it's just a nice distraction. It's just thinking about something besides what's going on right now. So those are my recommendations on Instagram. I love it. Okay. Well, one last thought we're going to leave you with. We're going to explain a little situation. We're going to talk about it for a minute. And then maybe this is something to leave you with just to think on and ponder on as as we part ways at the end of this episode. There is an influencer who I have followed for a long time through her blog and through her Instagram. And two nights ago, she posted a very artistic picture of her neighbor photographing um, her and her husband and their five children leaving New York City. And they are um, a family of means and of what many would consider wealth. And so the fact that they could rent an RV 
in the middle of the night and drive away from one of the most uh, covered up hotspots plaguing um, or where the COVID-19 is plaguing a city and drive to what she refers to as safety um, out West, she has gotten a lot of backlash on that. And I think for good reason. Some of those reasons include the fact that she's an influencer sharing this really like bad advice of what to do (laughs) during a pandemic. Um, She's shining a light on kind of the difference in the person who is able by financial means to even do something like this. She's also breaking rules that have been set in place by government to just take off. She is recklessly endangering not only her family by leaving and being stuck, like possibly not anywhere near hospitals, but um, taking the the potential like germs out of the city and into parts of the world and parts of the country by doing this. So Kelly, I've kind of set you up here. Like what, what are your thoughts on situations like this? I guess the bigger question is like personal safety at all costs versus the good of humanity. I just, I, I think it's grossly selfish. Um, I, again, with my core like reactions to thing being withdrawal, I totally appreciate where she's coming from. Right. Um, but also like, mm, come on sister, like we're all uncomfortable. We're yeah. all cooped up in our homes and we all want fresh air, open spaces, and we would all love to escape and get away and um, even live. I mean, look, RV living is not like posh, but I mean, A, that she has the option to do that. And you've already said, but also that she's putting it out on Instagram as like a, mm-hmm. an okay thing. Like she is by definition an influencer. And so her actions mean something. This is why all the late night shows are coming, like doing their shows, like from yeah. their hallways and from their dining rooms. Cause they don't want to be talent. They don't want to even say like, Hey, we, we expected our staff to show up at the studio today. Like mm-hmm. we are trying to flatten the curve and in from New York from all places. Like I'm actually yeah. surprised she didn't get more backlash uh, than yeah. she has. Cause 2000 comments is not that much. I mean, a lot of them are, I admire you are so brave. And I, I just want to say like right there, mm, that is not brave. That's like cowardly, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, and you say um, 2000 comments, but i tell you that she's gotten that many comments. Like when she first posted it for the first few hours, there were only a couple of hundred. And that went from like a few hundred mm-hmm. to 2000 very quickly. And I'm just looking, I feel like she's lost a lot of followers. She's down. I, I thought so. she had over a million followers and she's at like 465K now. She may not have had that many, but I think it's taken a hit. And people are speaking with their unfollow. Yeah. So one thing that I, so I actually asked this question to one of the influencers uh, that I follow, Science Mike, Mike McGart. If you guys are looking for someone like, amazing to tap into right now to digest some information. Um, he does really, he does a really great job of presenting, um, what's going on. So like he took the other week, he took the Imperial college of London's report and just broke it down. He had graphs and he had, um, information and he would share like a big scary number. He's like, this is all evidence-based. This is all science. This is not sensational. I'm not trying to hype anything. And every time he would drop a scary number, he would back it up and say, listen, let's, let's check in with our feelings. So it was emotion focused and feelings focused, which I thought was great. But Mm -hmm. to his point, like everything that he was saying, it's very like, you can't control what other people are going to do. So he did this Q and a session on Instagram and I'm like such a nerd and such a stalker. I asked him a question and he responded to one of my questions and he was like, my question was, how can we 
help other people understand <laughs> the severity without shutting down communication with them because of how like sensitive everyone is about their own personal decisions regarding how they're mm-hmm. practicing social distancing, how they're adhering to the guidelines, what they think is even happening. Some people still really think this is a conspiracy and it doesn't really matter. Mm. And it's a it's a fight against small businesses, like a war against small business is a mm-hmm. hashtag that I have seen. I'm just like, okay. So how do we have conversations with people in our own social circles and beyond, our families and whatever, without like complete – how do we get them to understand it? And his his response was beautiful. It was like, Kelly, you can't. You are only in charge of your reactions and the way that yeah. you're handling the situation. And the reason that you have a reaction to the way other people are responding, like this reaction of anger that we're feeling because of this woman's post mm-hmm. is because it is a it is an affront to one of our core values, which right. for you and I, Claire, revolve around safety and security. Right. So to us, she is a risk. She is a mobile risk to mm-hmm. communities at large. And that is an attack on our values. So we're feeling anger about it um, and it makes us fearful. And that's why it's so hard to like, to coexist with people making decisions that are counter to our values. But the reality is, is there's no, there's no way of bridging that. It just is what it is. Well, Um, like I told you before we recorded, like I'm not necessarily like casting judgment on her because I mean, who's to say, you know, but like, I also feel like there are probably things like maybe somebody listening to this was like, how dare you buy an Xbox and a TV for your kid this week when (laughs) there may be other people out of jobs or people who, I mean, so we all, there's like a a scale of, you know, you do you and privilege. (laughs) But, um, I just thought that was very interesting. It was interesting to me that she did it. That she had mm-hmm. the nerve because I'm also have a high value on following the rules and obeying yeah. authority, even if you don't love or believe yeah. all the things you hear from the people in authority. Um, but the fact that she was willing to post it on her social media right. and by very nature, kind of like how it. she, well, like that's how yep. they make their income is through being influencers. And if you've risked yeah. losing half of your influencers or even a chunk of them, mm. then. Yeah, I just hated the way she framed it as such a brave decision and how she mm-hmm. weighed, like it said, I had to rent an RV in order to avoid hotels and people. Like, mm, you're still going to, mm-hmm. yeah, you're missing, it's like she missed the whole point. Um, and she's doing it for her mental health. I'm like, we are all going crazy, sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every yeah. single one of us. So enjoy your RV. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, if we haven't lost followers after that tirade, (laughs) we still would love to um, reach out to you guys and see if any of you have advice or maybe something. Actually, Claire, can you give directions? You give those more concisely than I do. What are we looking for? I don't know. We're we're looking for your own welfare checks and health checks, mental health checks um, in the form of maybe a one to two minute voice memo recorded. You can record it on your phone. And actually, if you have an iPhone, that app for me um, is a little black and white and red um, app that says voice memos. You push record. Once you finish recording it, there's three little dots on the side. You tap on that. You can share it. Once you hit share, type in Claire at MelspoGurus.com or Kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E at MelspoGurus.com and send that on to us. And we would love to include the clip in one of our upcoming episodes. Yep. Let us know how you're doing, folks. We love you. Stay Hang home. in there. <laughs> Don't get an RV and trips across the country. <laughs> Stay home and fill your eyes with the wonderings and stylings of Joe Exotic. Bye.